With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Football Prizes sponsors Club Act 22, the Rangers podcast. Football Prizes gives you a chance to win the very best prizes the beautiful game has to offer. This is your chance to win a one-of-a-kind legend signed Rangers shirt. Tickets cost £3.56 with code CLUBAT22. Only 125 tickets are available, so don't miss out. Competitions closes at 7.30pm on Wednesday the 24th of August. Go to footballprizes.co.uk or click the link in the description for this podcast to get your tickets. Hi everyone and welcome to Club Preview here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are live once again on a Friday on YouTube. I can see there's quite a few folk listening already, a few comments in, so get your comments in, get involved, uh, try to answer a few questions as well. But we have a full panel once again this Friday. It's unusual actually have a full panel at the time. Usually there's somebody dropping out, but we've got a full squad here today. First of all, Scott Carney, how are you this Friday evening? Yes, I'm good, mate. Um, Friday, hello everybody in the comments. Nice to see so many people waiting. At least we're not doing it on a roasting hot day again this no. week, I suppose. That's a, a benefit. But yes, weekend is here. Big game tomorrow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be back at a Friday, mate. Yep, and we have Ryan as well, who is going to Easter Road tomorrow. How are you today? I'm good. Looking forward to, to going to Easter Road tomorrow. I've not been for a couple of years, so yes, looking forward to that. I actually expected you to be wearing a hat tonight, Ali, because I know there's been a rotation with the, the baseball cap lately with Scotia and Carly, so because I wasn't wearing it, I thought you'd maybe be wearing a hat tonight. I actually thought, right, I was actually going to wear a sombrero tonight because I'm away to Mexico next week, just to keep mm. the theme of going to Mexico. You might, you might have mentioned that. You might have mentioned ah, that once or twice, but I... On a scouting mission for Rangers for Mexican players. <laughs> you know right, see, if you, see, if get, see if you can get a defender looking the head of corner kicks away, will you? Uh, I'd come back with a Carlos Bina, to be honest. But um, <laughs> uh, why? But no, last but not least, the main man that everyone tunes in for every week for the Bloopers, uh, Scotia. How are you tonight? Hi, hi, Pearson. Yeah, I'm doing very well. Pretty busy day today, and I was saying to Carney just before we started recording, as I was walking back into the house, I had a wee shout of Scotia behind me, and I bumped into one of our listeners, um, Robert. So, hi to Robert, who um, sort of was very nice and complimentary about the pod. So, even famous down in Helensburgh, Pearson. Yeah, but you are the main man in this show, Scotia, to be fair. Everyone tunes in for you. Um, you've got the long hair, you've got the looks, you've got, you've got everything, to be honest. So, um Aye, well, we'll move on. We've got quite a few things to talk about tonight. First of all, I'd just like to give a shout out to Rangers women's team last night who were in the, the Champions League their first time ever. Um, they won 3-1 away at Ferenvaris. Scotia, you'll know how to say it. Um, and they are going on to play Pauk or PAOK in the final. They do it. Like, it's like one game they play. It's not over two legs. So they're playing them in the final of, the round, of round one. So... 
well done to the Rangers women team because I you know I actually I actually sat and watched the uh, Glasgow City game last night because I was away for work on a telly. They they get beat off a of Roma three one last night. So well done to the Rangers women's team on that. Um, but yeah, we'll come in straight into it. PSV game. Me and Carney done a breakdown of the game after um, on Tuesday night there. Um, I had quite a lot of listeners in. I did that about 11 o'clock at night as well, Carney. I was surprised there was so many folk up waiting to listen to us. But um, mm-hmm. Ryan, you weren't there. What was your thoughts overall in the game? Line-up, thoughts of the game? And yeah, was it what you expected? In terms of line-up, there was a, maybe one or two surprises in there. I didn't know if Davis was going to start or not. Um, I thought Matondo would maybe start, but content with the content with the, the lineup and also content with the result as well. Ali, I was quite—I know how hard it is to do a reaction pod when it's when it's straight after a game, and you maybe look back at the next morning, and you think, right, I was maybe too critical or I was too positive. So I know how hard it is. But I did watch your pod back, and I was quite surprised at how critical you guys were the team because I was quite content of. I was quite content with the result. I was quite content with the performance as well as a whole from Rangers. I thought I thought we played well. You could see they were quite direct in their play. The crowd were behind them. I thought Rangers played well. But as I said in the, the preview pod, you were always expecting a team of that quality to have periods of possession where Rangers couldn't get the ball. And there was, a, I think it was Carly mentioned, a 10, 15-minute period where we could not get the ball. We were all over the place. We just couldn't hold on to it and... I think that comes with this level of, level of football where there's so much at stake between the teams. And I thought Rangers done well. Going down 1-0, yes, not ideal. And the corner kicks are very frustrating. And I would just like to say, as I said on the uh, group chat as well, this puts to bed any myth that Alan McGregor was to blame for these corner kicks. This is individuals or collectively as a team defending of this zonal mark. And there's something not good with Rangers at corner kicks. And it wasn't Alan McGregor. That's I've said it for months. And whether you think he's a goalkeeper or not to, to be playing, he is not to blame for corner kicks. And I'll reiterate it all season probably. But yeah, it was frustrating to see Rangers conceding for free kicks but uh, from corner kicks. But Rangers played well on Tuesday. That I've no doubt. But they've got another gear. I'm convinced this team have got another gear. And whether PSV you have or not, I don't know. But it goes to a cup, it go, it's a cup final on Wednesday now. And it is half-time and Rangers are still competing. And I think, in general, not just you guys, I think as a support, I think there needs to be a a bit of perspective because we are a Champions League qualifier just about to get in the group stages. If we can, for the first time in, what is it, 10, 11 years, this is the level we're at. You look at that team that played on Wednesday and it was built with a Glockland free transfer, Tavernier, 200 grand, Goldson, two million, Lundstrom free transfer, Tom Lawrence free transfer, Tillman's a loan deal. Does I could go, I could go on, and they've got a left winger getting linked with Man United for 35, 40 million. I just think I need to be a wee bit of perspective with Rangers fans. I think there's a kind of expectancy amongst us at the moment, and I think we just need to get behind the team. But I was overly, overall content with Rangers on Wednesday, and I think, and I will come on to it, but I think we're in a good position going into this on Wednesday night. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's like it is difficult in a, in a reaction right after a game because your emotions yeah. are going quite high. Um, I think me and Carrie were more critical about the goals we leaked in, to be honest. Rather, I thought overall our performance was good. 
they are a very good team, PSV, we're playing against. Um, they're usually in the Champions League team. You can, they're physical as well. Um, and looking back on it the next day, I'm the same as you. I was content with the result. The away goal kind of takes away everything now because yeah. it kind of it's null and void that game pretty much now. We start again. Um, but Scotia, obviously you weren't on the post-match either. Obviously I talked to you during the game at Ibrooks and stuff. What was your thoughts on the game? And the same as us, as the kind of dust settled the next day, were you kind of content as well with the result? It's been a strange week in terms of wee bits ups and downs and viewing how the result actually is. I think walking out of the stadium at first, I was probably more disappointed than I was content, probably because we'd conceded a goal to make it to each rather than pulling a goal back to make it to each. Do you know what I mean? Um, the next day, I was disappointed. I've looked at the goals that um, you are talking about there, and yes, it is disappointing that it's two corners that we've conceded for from, but I've looked at the goals back now and the first one don't know if you'll get into it in a wee bit more detail or not but the first one's it's the way that the it is poor defensively but the way that the ball drops in the box it's one of these wee kind of scrambles for the ball and it can anything can happen with it you've seen it loads of times so I was like mm, maybe that's not too bad and then their second goal from the corner was it was a really good goal from them as well Golden potentially should be doing a wee bit better but I think you've got to give an awful lot of credit to PSV for that one. I know it's difficult to do that when we're purely focused on our own failings and things. So I think on the balance of play over the over the game, two each probably was a fair result. But I'm I'm kind of the opinion that we had a few more half chances as such. There was one Tillman could have maybe squared it to Kent for things. But I'm I was wanting us to go into go to Eindhoven with a lead because I do think that they've got the advantage at home at uh, the Phillips Stadion. So I would have preferred. So at the moment, the way I'm looking at it just now is I'm slightly more more disappointed than I am content, but not overly disappointed. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely driving seat Scotia. I was, I was said to Carney the same thing. You, you want to go over there with a lead. Going over there with a draw is not a disaster or anything. Um, as, as I see, um, Ryan's son has joined the, the group chat there. <laughs> yes, well Ryan seen, so well annoyed. seen. I will see he's with his mum this weekend and he'll be getting a slap bum. Exactly. Get him sorted, Ryan. Honestly, that's shocking tell to him, talk to your dad. Yeah, I'll way. tell you, he better be careful with his comments tonight or I'll be disclosing exactly what he was doing the other day there. The only clue I'll give is Manscaped. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully all his pals don't watch us as well because oh, that'll be him God. getting slagged at school. But um, <laughs> aye, moving on from one dad, Carney, obviously your son's not an age that he can jump on the chat yet and slag you off. No, but, no. Um, as What were your thoughts a day later? after? Obviously we did the post-match initially after the game. <clears throat> day later, was your, did your thoughts change at all? Um, no, I think we were quite... I, I, I kind of stick by what we said. I thought we were quite fair in the assessment. And I, I, Scotia's probably right in that the, the initial disappointment and frustrating feeling that we have is because it's just two corners. And it's like, how many times are we going to see it, really? There's the zonal marking, or it's a mix between zonal marking um, and man marking or whatever. It needs work. It needs to be better because we can't just... Con- concede goals like that it's, it, you're literally giving them uh, or you need a couple of big centre halves to come up against us and they've got every chance of scoring um, I, I know Ryan said about uh, Alan McGregor and we weren't really doing this zonal thing with McGregor in goal um, so McLaughlin 
Not that he can't come, he can, but it's a lot more difficult for him because of the way the defenders are lined up in front of him. He's got potential running into his own player quite a lot. So, yes, there could be an argument in that, yes, but I think that argument is going to go on for the rest of the season, mate, no matter what. It'll either be, oh, McLaughlin would have done that, or McGregor would have done that. But in terms of... Look, it's a good result. We're still in the tie. I think I'm 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 more than happy with what I seen, particularly in the first half of Rangers. I thought Rangers were really good. Whether the, the, the kind of slight tweaks in formation and the shape that PSV went into in the second half, it did kind of take us off our stride. John Lundstrom wasn't in the game enough, but that's no fault of his own. That's all down to the fact that he was following Veerman around like a shadow. So he had very little effect positively for us. By that, I mean in an attacking sense. Defensively, it was great because Veerman did very, very little. He'd done his job to a tee. Uh, but I think leaving Steve Davis to then deal with an over- crowded midfield that PSV decided to do because Veerman was so isolated with um, Lundstrom on him in the game we'd, we'd really struggled to control that and I would be shocked going into the second leg if Davis starts and it's no disrespect to him it isn't but I think we're going to need more than that I think we're going to need a lot more legs um, I thought Davis was great in the first half I did but the second half that wee period really let them build momentum uh, still stand by we scored the best goal um, of the game no, no doubt about it I think our goal was an absolute cracker every time I watch it it gets better and again that all comes from Tav Lawrence and, and Davis and not for getting Cholak with the finish. So yeah, it might have been. It's hard, I think. Mate, you were you'd calmed down by the time we got to do the pod anyway, because the walk back down the road you wasn't quite as positive as the pod ended up being, but that's because we had just left the game. And it is frustrating until you see the goals back again what what exactly happened. But look, next week's massive. It's going to be huge. It's going to be horrible to sit and watch it. It's not going to be enjoyable unless we are three up within 20 minutes. It's not going to be an enjoyable ride. But uh, anything can happen. Anything can happen. If Rangers show up, I mean, I know it's an easy comparison to make um, because we've done it, but no one expected us to go to Dortmund and do what we've done. So you've got to give this team their credit, give them their due and give them their chance. Back them to the hills and hope that they can pull this one off. Yeah, I mean, Scotia, just kind of, Carney's kind of touched on it and we're going to roll on to that there. But um, in terms of next week, I mean, nothing would shock me with this Rangers team. We've seen them go to Dortmund, and as Carney just said there, they scored, we were 3-0 up at Dortmund at one point. Our away record isn't great when you look back in the previous games. This is slightly different, though, because most of those away games we played first and we had them back at Ibrooks. This is a a one-off game. It's a bit bizarre in a way. It's a two-legged tie, but this is it is now a one. It's a, it's a shoot-off between two teams. It's not Ibrox, unfortunately, but it is a level playing field going into next week. What's your thoughts on next week? And also, PSV this weekend have been given the weekend off by the Dutch FA, which is fair play to them. I'm of the opinion that if we were offered the weekend off, I wouldn't want it. I want to play this week because we are quite a new team in terms of players and I think we need as many games as possible to lead us into it. What's your thoughts on next week and also that PSV have the weekend off? Um, I suppose my response probably ties both of these together because um, I said in the um, Club Deck Corner for the preview of the, the home game just there that I would prefer it if that game was a week further down the road because I think we need the prep time. So that kind of answers your question about us 
playing at the weekend, I think yes, that's that's good for us. Um, and I think we've got every chance of going and going across to Eindhoven next week and, and getting the result we need. They are a very good team, PSV, but I think we're very evenly matched. They're an awful lot bigger than us. I think we need to be a wee bit braver on the ball, certainly from set pieces, for instance. That's where we'd probably get caught out, that we didn't have too many players that were able to challenge with the balls there and you know go with the runners and things like that. Um, we've seen Rangers do it before. I think having to see the fact that it's two each, you know, I said I was disappointed that we didn't take the lead in. Having it been a draw might actually be a good thing in terms of Geo. It means he's not going over there protecting a lead. You know, we need to go. The, the game's sitting at nil nil when we get out there, so it's not as if we're we're going to set up like we did against USG, which I'll keep on saying it was the completely wrong wrong decision, wrong team choice, wrong tactics. You know, we need to go there and go out and get a goal to, to win it and not protect anything. So I think that maybe plays into our hands slightly as well. It is a week further down the line. Fitness and legs at the weekend coming up, hopefully, you know, get the team a wee bit more cohesive because we have seen it game on game this season. They're improving, they're getting better, and you can see what Gio's trying to trying to do with the team. And the fact that um PSV have postponed their game, great by the, the Dutch FA for doing that and for um Volendam to um, agree to that. But it's at the very start of the season. I don't think this is the kind of time you need to be moving your games about. I'm more of the opinion it's you know, get the team playing together because they've not played that many games competitively together yet either. With Ruud Van Nistelrooy just been in the door as well, and I think that team they were they were playing at um, Philip Stadion, weren't they? They were at home, and it was against a team that had just been promoted. So if I'm a player, I'm thinking, no, let's go to this team, you know, and get a fairly comfortable win under our belts. You would hope and give you that confidence in terms of getting into the game off the back of a four or five nil victory. Yeah, right. I mean, Scotia makes a good point in terms of if we went across there, we are a 2-1 lead. We might set up differently. It's two each, so he might go in. Well, I don't know. I mean, we might see your old pal Jack Amara back in the midfield on Wednesday night. Um, what's your thoughts on Wednesday night coming? And also, again, on the point of would you have wanted the week rested or the same as me in Scotia? Do you want to play Saturday? Firstly, I know I introduced it, but let's get that Jack Amara to bed. Let's retire that right now. I hate it. I hate it. The Even the phrase, I wish I hadn't said it, but um, <laughs> I, I want to play. I want to play on Saturday. And it's not just because I'm going to the game. I don't like when you get a break. Did we get a break before Seville? Did we get our? We did, didn't we? We got a game postponed, didn't we? Or did we get a? We we, we rested a, a full move? team. The Hearts yeah, game, we rested the Hearts game, yeah. Right, that's what we did, yeah. We rested, that's right, we rested the full team against Hearts. And I just think, probably bringing back to when we played USG, it takes that momentum away for things, Ali. I think this team need momentum, they need games, they need time on the pitch with each other and, and real-time matches. And I'm glad we're playing playing tomorrow. So, yeah, it's, it is good to the Dutch FA doing that. I heard Alan McCoy's kind of moaning about it during the week. I'm not really interested. I think you've just got to go on with it. But in terms of Rangers being in this position where they're not taking a lead over there, that also makes me a wee bit more content because I would be more nervous if we're trying to defend a lead, if that makes sense. I think that the game's going to be open on Wednesday because they will go for it. They'll be at home. They create an atmosphere at home and they'll fancy it. They score goals as PSV team. We've seen that with their results this season against Monaco and 
go ahead Eagles and Ajax. I think they scored four or five against Ajax. So they scored goals this team, but they also concede as well. I thought their defence did look shaky at times. They all look competent on the ball, but not necessarily great defenders. And I think the open game could really suit us on Wednesday and that excites me. However, I think there's one player who could be so key to us, whether he's available or not, is Ryan Kent. I think if Ryan, Ryan Kent is our outball, especially when we're on the counter-attack, and I think he could be key on Wednesday night. And um, if he's playing, I do fancy to take the game to the PSV. And I think, we can, I think we can win it in 90 minutes, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to extra time and penalties. Yeah, Carney, Ryan's brought the point of probably expects goals. I am also along the same opinion as I think we'll score out there, but I think they'll score too. I wouldn't be surprised if it's enough to reach and go six extra time. What's your kind of opinion on, on next week? Yeah, I would agree. Um, they will score next week. Um, I don't think there's any great doubt about that, I, but I do think there's every chance that we could. I, 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 it's hard to predict this one. Um, it's going to be, as I say, a a bit of a roller coaster, um, I think, and I agree on the look. The Dutch, the, the Dutch Football Association, giving them the week, weekend off. That's fair enough. I do think it's too early in the year to be talking about having time off. You've got too big a squad to really be worrying about that. And let's be honest, I don't think Gio even knows what his first team is yet. So I'm not sure what benefit it would have for us to to have a week off. Um, I'm saying I think we should just kind of carry on regardless and. A thing that Ryan mentioned, even you mentioned that Ryan right at the back of the, the start of the season when we started talking about the, the, the first Champions League qualifier where there was no momentum building uh, and it was blatantly obvious, obvious in the USG game that there was no momentum with us, not helped by the shocking team selection and the, the diabolical tactics we decided to go for, but there was definitely no momentum with the team and I think this is all about keeping it going. Um, I don't think the players are too down after Tuesday night. You can tell by the way they, they were kind of interviewed after it, and that's obviously what Gio said to them when he's went in. He's obviously been very positive with his kind of post-match um, talk with the, the dressing room, um, which is good. Um, that's the way it should be. We need to remain up as possible. But we are coming off 4 now. We're on to a 2 each. Hopefully a good result tomorrow. All builds and momentum going into Wednesday and the feel-good factor. I do expect quite a big change tomorrow to the team. I think some people will be rested um, going into Wednesday, but I don't expect it to be too drastic a change. I'm not talking like like we just mentioned the like the Hearts game before the the before the the Europe, the Europe League final. Even uh, I don't expect that sort of change, but I do think some people will be will be rested with an eye on Wednesday. But look, Wednesday's a tough one to call, genuinely. Um, trying to remain as positive as possible as a Rangers fan's a hard thing to do. Uh, we all know what we're all like, but I, I think if we get it right on the night and this team show up, then I fancy it. But yeah, it could be a long old night. And I could, somebody mentioned it earlier, I could see extra time, I could see penalties. I don't think there's any great doubt in that, but it's going to be hopefully a night to remember. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we've all picked for our team for, for tomorrow in terms of that game coming up on the Wednesday. Um, it says it's a massive game coming up, but um, we have a big a big game before we get to that. So we'll park PSV and um, before we go into the Hibs preview, we'll just we'll talk on 
something that's been in the pipeline for, for Christ, last three weeks of the rumours, not even rumours, it was pretty much guaranteed that um, our captain, Tav, has signed an extended contract. It didn't actually mention how many years extra on the Rangers website or anything. I think I've seen it as an extra two years potential on his existing contract. Um, I'll stay with you, Carney. Tav signed 2015 from Wigan, £200,000. He's played 347 games, I think I've seen, <clears throat> and he scored 85 goals from a right-back. Is he the best bit of business we've potentially ever done? Well, he's going to be up there, isn't he? He's definitely going to be up there um, in terms of... Um... In terms of your kind of your bang for your buck, that is for sure a right back. As I say, the first time a, a defenders won the um, golden boot in a European competition since was it two thousand and four? Is that right? Something <clears> or something? Yeah, two thousand and four, I think something like that. <clears throat> and it's incredible, it really is incredible. The guy had right back. Um, James Tavernier has he's been through it all, uh, and I think. I do think as time goes on and he eventually hangs up his boots and moves away from Rangers and later in life, his history will be very kind to James Tavernier because of what he's achieved for the club. A lot of people say he's not won enough, um, he's not done enough, uh, but maybe all of that's not entirely down to him. Uh, maybe that's down to the, the managerial choices, etc. that we've had along the way uh, to, for him to for us to get to where we are just now. Um not pointing any elbows, Pedro Cachinha. Uh, but I mean, there is, there is so much about James Tavernier that I think kind of is everything that you want a Rangers captain to be. Uh, I, I think him signing for the club and extending his stay is only a it's only a positive thing because I think it will filter down to the rest of the team that the captains decided to. I mean, let's be honest, he's he's going to spend the best years of his career uh, in his peak at, at Rangers. He's not going to go anywhere. I don't expect James Tavernier to leave. He quite clearly loves it here. Uh, he loves being the captain. And I think it's great news. I really do. And he's going to get a testimonial, I think, which is, again, probably everything that he deserves. I would like to see him um, lift more trophies. Of course I would. I want to see him lift four trophies this year, but that's probably not going to happen. But, you know, still got to dream. It's what you're a Rangers fan. It's what you want. But in terms of the longevity of the club, for James Tavernier to have spent this much time at it, it's a, it's a fantastic thing. And it's also an attraction to other players to want to come and play here. Because if he's come here and there's going to be offers, people are going to have asked questions about James Tavernier. Is he available just based on his stats alone? Uh so yes, I am. I am very happy about James Tavernier staying on, uh, and he, I think he he thoroughly deserves to get to that testimonial stage. Yes, of course. It's it's a rare a rare thing these days that a player stays at a club for that length of time, especially in modern day football. Um, Tav for me, he could have easily went down south and probably doubled his money at another team, to be honest. But he stayed with Rangers. He's bought into Rangers, I think. He gets it. He's the captain of our, our football club. His family love Glasgow. He's got his young young children. He's married now. He's he's like he said in his interview. His family are really settled in Glasgow. Why why would he move his family? He could like I say probably double his money go down the road, but move his family. His family are settled. What what what's your thoughts on Tav? I mean, I know a couple of, a couple of boys in the pub that we we go to. I've never rated Tav, and they've just got into that mindset. They're never going to turn around and say, "Ah, he's 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 good." But um, what's your thoughts on him? 
That's brilliant news, and it's not unexpected. I think when the rumours came out about a month ago that he was, you know, this this new contract was on the books, I had never had any doubt that he was going to sign it for kind of the reasons that the Carney and yourself have went through there in terms of that he's really settled here in Glasgow. He's just the captain of one of the biggest football clubs in the world. So why would you really want to want to change that and upset the apple cart? Um, no, I think Tav's absolutely brilliant. He's modern, modern fullback, which is I think is a reason why an awful lot of the older generation certainly can't take to him, is that defence isn't really meant to be a big part of his game. The main part of his game is to offer us an outlet on the right. And you could argue he does what Kent does on the left-hand side, on the right-hand side for us um, at the moment, because we've not really managed to kind of find a Kent replacement for out in the right-hand wing. And Tav does that perfectly, as his, his kind of numbers um, go to. Um, so I'm really pleased that he signed on. Like Carney says, he could have left, and you even said he could have left, I think, to the season when Kashinia came in. He must have been thinking, what the hell is going on here? Because obviously Warburton brought him up. He could have probably just went, no, I'm done with this. But no, thankfully he stayed around. Gerard comes in, he gets the captaincy, and yeah, he's been brilliant. I think I was looking, I know it didn't say on the website that when his deal ran till, but I think it's until the 2026. Yeah, I think the it end is. of twenty twenty six season, yeah, or the twenty five twenty six season. And I was looking at, I think that means that we've got Goldson, Suter, Davies, and Yilmaz, and now Tav as well. So that's basically your defence all on contracts until the twenty five twenty six season. So obviously, you would like to imagine that if better players become available, we'll improve there. But I think that gives you quite a solid foundation defensively going forward. And you know, looks as if we're quite settled in that area for the time being. So. Absolutely delighted that he's, he's signed up and it's all confirmed now. Yeah, right. And one, oh, also, so, sorry, sorry, but, sorry, I was going to ask, like, Carney was mentioning there about the testimonials. When was, Who was the last player that got a testimonial for Rangers? I think I know who it is. I don't know, did he get one? He must, yeah, he was. It definitely must be in Ferguson. The player I was thinking of was Andy McLaren, but I think he got a testimonial because it's that was before, was it not? Yeah, that was before Ferguson. Yeah, so it must. I have, remember must that one. Ferguson. Oh, I'll, I'll leave it's you that. Scott, that that can be your homework. I thought Ian Ferguson because <laughs> he'd hit one of ten. Somebody, times. give it ten seconds and somebody. In a, the ah, was somebody Ian Ferguson's against was Ian Ferguson's against Sheffield Wednesday when the Canewood just went there. I remember being at a testimonial and. Paulo Di Cani was playing with Sheffield Wednesday, and I think it was Ian Ferguson's, or that might have been Durant's. Ah, yeah. I don't know. It was one of the two, I think. Yeah, Ian Ferguson's the last guy I can really think of that would be in our club for that long. So, yeah, just want to find out. Somebody will ever go in the group chat. It was Ian Ferguson stuff. So, Richard Goff says, well, it's one for you to Google, Scotia. Well, um, well, I'll move on to Ryan here. Ryan, like I say, he's such an important player for the way we play. I know you've admitted on several occasions you were part of the the FSEC TAV brigade um, that would shout that. Uh, I know you're looking forward to continually shouting that over the next several seasons of him. He's a modern, as Scotia touched on, he's a modern day fullback. He's defensively, yeah, he will be got at, but what he gives in assists and goals overweighs his defensive display. What's your thoughts on TAV staying for? Well, looks like the formidable. Oh. Apostle till he retires. Aye, I think Scotia summed up perfectly. There he is, the modern day fullback. And well, even though I'm not too old, but I do have that kind of thing where 
I played right back and right wing back. And I was very unlucky not to make it, Ali. We could get into that on another day. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that I think you expect a right wing back still to be able to defend at a high level, whereas I, I think to have I think to have improved as a defender. But I think that's still a weakness in his game. But it's because he is this. He gives you so much going forward and. If he could defend the way I wanted him to defend, he'd be playing with Bayern Munich. Let's be honest, he'd be playing top, top drawer, top level. Tavernier has exceeded my expectations and shut me up so many times that um, I don't know what to do myself. I have been very much part of the FFS Tav uh, brigade, there's no doubt about it. I've said it so many times, so many games, where he's lost his man at the back post at the same ground, same place, same type of goal, so many times, and I've criticised him. But then he pops up in Europe and shows a set of balls, puts a penalty away, scores a goal, scores an important goal, drags the team from being behind to going in front. He out, he's positive, outweighs the negative, and um, he's earned that contract. And as I said, I remember me and Carly talking about it, and as I said, I've always put my hands up to being part of the FSS brigade, but... Um, Tavernier exceeded my expectations and the levels he got to in Europe last season where I just didn't think he had in his locker and that's why he deserves that contract. He deserves it because I would say him and McGregor played a huge part in us getting to the Europa League final last year and he deserves that contract and he will finish his career at Rangers and I'm glad because I watch him at arm's length on a Saturday and he's great to watch his engine. He's so much fitter now than he was five, six years ago or whenever it was under Warburton or Conchunia. And he's a, he's everything, he's just everything what you want in a Rangers player now. He just, he drives us forward and he is a captain and yeah, delighted he signed. Yeah, I mean, he's a machine to me. I mean, I've noticed this season, I don't know whether it's the tops this season or quite a bit tighter this season, but he looks like he's bulked slightly and I've noticed this season, he's buying guys off the ball quite easily this season. His touch is good down there, especially down when I see him shooting towards the Copeland. But um, no, the only thing I would like Carney says is I want to see him show me more shiny things, trophies. Um, So if they can add that, that would be tremendous. But yeah, so we will move on and we will have a word from our sponsors. Usually I would do it tonight and I think the boys thought I kind of shout out of it, but I did text Mr Carney earlier on to send me the script to read out. And he said he would read it tonight. So over to you, Scott Carney. And if you believe that, you will believe anything. I do have Time that for... I can show you. Sorry, I, sorry, Aston. I've got to read the sponsor out for you now, mate. Um, <laughs> Down for a word from our sponsors, Manscaped. In football, the greats are separated by their elite ball skills. And now you can put the ball in football great by using Manscaped. This year, let Kane be the only one that's Harry and use Manscaped's top-of-the-line grooming products that will keep you smooth in your midfield. Man City have won the cup, but your Man City will be the champion this year when you go to manscaped.com and enter the code CLUB at 22 for 20% off and you'll get free delivery on your order. That's why Manscaped has a performance package. This thing is the real deal. The ultimate grooming package for a champion included is the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker for your nose and ear hair, multiple ball formulations, a travel bag, and even some boxers. Put the balloon in balloon the ore 
and make sure your hardware stays shiny with the performance packages Crop Preserver, which is Scotia's favourite. Oh no, Crop Reviver, that's Scotia's favourite. Apologies. Get 20% off and free delivery with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. Celebrate a new season of the beautiful game with your new beautiful balls. What will your balls do, gentlemen? They will, thank you. They will, thank you. Thank you to Manscaped again for their continued support. Ali, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have messed that up there. Carly did mess that up. I didn't want you know. <laughs> No, you have nailed that, Ali. You have nailed that. Did I mess it? I did I mess it up? What did I say? No, oh, you, no, you I missed mean, it. Scorch's favourite, Ali. Scorch's favourite. A couple of listeners, JP's asked there. Um, would Harvey come on and, and and read that spiel? Would he come on and his podcast debut and read that for us? I could do that, but um, it will be boyscaped for him. <laughs> right, can, we, can we, we? Well, we're, we're crossed. We might be aye, crossing the boundary here, gentlemen. Can we not go there? Thank you very much. That'll be great. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just seen something from WATP. Twenty percent, twenty-two would have been would have been better. I am going to ask about that. Actually, that's, that's a, a good idea. Good yeah. Point. Yes. Well done. What a job, mate. Yes. No. That's why it. we've I, not I'm even gonna... thought about that in the year. Why have we not thought about that? No. Um, watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come back to you with that one. Yeah, well. uh, No, but moving on, it is the preview, so we will preview our next game, which is Hibs. We are playing Hibs to me. I hate, I'll be honest, I hate playing Hibs. They're a bogey team yeah. for us. I had a guy in the work I caught for a month or so ago, and he was he was a Hibs fan, and he was going about how they get papped out the League Cup. Now, and I was delighted because they're a bogey team for us, switching cups as well. Um They've had a bit of a mixed form, Hibs. They've brought in the new manager, Lee Johnson. Um, like I said, they were knocked out the League Cup, which is a bit embarrassing because that League Cup format is designed for Premiership teams to get through. They get knocked out. Um, their league form, three games we've played. They've won one, drawn one, lost one. They won the first game of the season away at St Johnston, 1-0. St Johnston were down to 10 men. They drew in the... Edinburgh Derby, a last-minute goal from Martin Boyle on his debut to rescue a point for them. Over-exuberance from the Hibs fans of they ran onto the park to celebrate that one. And um, last week, they were on the plastic pitch at Livingston and get beat 2-1. They've signed a lot of players, Hibs. They tend to do this, Hibs. Bring managers, managers and turn players over, to be honest. Um, notable players, I've noticed. They brought David Marshall in, Scotia for Scotland, not for Scotland. I don't know if he's a free transfer at the time, but he's come in. Obviously, Martin Boyle is a big signing for them. I was surprised. I knew they had a sort of clause in the contract to buy him back, but he's a big one to sign. Obviously, Scotia's pal Craig Porteous is there at the back, so we'll look forward to see him as well. But... I knew that was coming. I was like, waiting for that. I was sitting, waiting for that. Yeah, I should have actually left that out and just hope Scotia said Craig Porteous again. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I mean Hibs. I mean, I mean I've read out the form there, which isn't great to be honest. But I remember when we played them in the League Cup last year, and I think they were on a decent. No, it was the same type of form. It was mixed form, and I went fling that right out the window because they'll come at us, Hibs, and you know they will. Um, Scotia, I'll come to you because we just talked about Craig Porteous there. First, before I come to you, Justin Muir, who has donated to us, thank you very much, all the way from Dallas, Texas as well. 
Unbelievable. You're talking, you're talking about Scotia, you're talking about fans in Helens, bro. We've got ones in Dallas, <laughs> Texas. So we'll need to get Amazing, Justin. Thank you so much, mate. Really yeah. do appreciate that. That's fantastic. Thank you very much, Justin. Hopefully we'll get our Club at 22 um, visit to Dallas, Texas, and you can take us all out for a pint. Um, <laughs> but no, Scotia, Hibs this weekend, are you the same opinion as me? The form is very mixed, but they will come at us tomorrow. Um, Hibs confuse me as a team. They really yeah. do. Um before a ball was kicked this season, I had Hibs just looking at like kind of the, you mentioned some of the transfers they've made there. They had made a what I consider a, a really stupid transfer in bringing Aidan McGeady in, who's now out injured um, for the foreseeable quite a long time. I think he's out now, but I didn't never seen the sense in that. They brought a lot of players in, and I had had them kind of pegged as fighting it out with Aberdeen for the fourth place. So I would expected them in the top six, yeah. but they come into the League Cup. They were a shambles in the League Cup. Um, didn't look very good because a lot of their games were on the TV. So I had that in the background watching. They weren't great. I think they were getting put out. I think they drew one one with Greenock Morton. So they were getting put out anyway, but they played an ineligible player. So that yeah. got the 3 0 victory to Morton done. So that's just a hips thing to do, really, isn't it? And then the can, we, can the we just pause at that school shot and just laugh at how bad that is? So if these people that don't know about that, Hibs ended up playing a player that they actually triggered a con a triggered a clause in his contract, which meant he immediately extended his stay. Accidentally, because that's gonna get rid of him. Yes, after telling him that he could leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that's two things they done because they done that and then they done the one with the because it wasn't that guy that they played that was ineligible to play. So they've done made two daft mistakes this yeah, season true. in yeah. terms of that. So yeah, it is a totally right. hips thing to do. Um, their league form, yeah, isn't great. I watched a bit of their game against Hearts, and Hearts were all over them, and it was that last-minute min- winner. It's the kind of game you expected from a, a derby, to be honest. Um, Boyle's back from... He went away to Saudi Arabia, didn't he, a team out there? Yeah, I, I always found that was... Yeah, I always found that was a strange move. I was Because Boyle's only... He's under 30, Boyle, so I found going to Saudi Arabia at that time of your careers a bit strange. But Money's he's back it. Yeah, well, I didn't want to say that outright, but yes, that's precisely precisely what it was. Um, yeah, and the league form isn't great. I mean, they beat St. Johnson 1-0 on the opening day, but St. Johnson were down to 10 men, and then obviously they get beat off a, a levy last week. Um, but like you say, it, on paper, we should be going out and absolutely hammering Hibs, I would expect, but it won't transpire that way. I don't think it will be Hibs Cup final type thing, isn't it? They'll come out and they'll play against us and they'll be this team because I've seen that um, Johnson was saying in his press interview that even though he's going to come out and attack us and have a go at the game so should be interesting but I, I do expect it to be quite a, a tight nervy game as they normally are when we play them Yeah Ryan obviously you're, you're going to the game tomorrow Easter Road I'm just one of these bogey teams Hibs for, for me that we, we always seem to kind of struggle against them I know we beat them the odd goal and that but we do seem to struggle against them um, obviously, I like I say you're going tomorrow. What what's your kind of thoughts on how the game will go? Are you of the opinion of me that you can fling their form right out the window because they'll come flying out the traps at us tomorrow? Aye, I think there's a lot of scar tissue we go to Easter Road because we've had a few bad results there recently, and it's one of these th- it's one of those grounds that I always compare to the nineties when I always felt as if Rangers went to Easter Road. 
in places like Easter Road and Rugby Park and always won convincingly. Whereas now, Rugby Park and Easter Road, you're like banana skin or hips, treat it like a cup final. But um, yeah, I would, I would agree with you that form will go out the window. They'll have taken a lot from getting a draw against the Hearts, I think. They were probably into that derby thinking they were going to get battered because of their form. And I did watch them at the beginning of the season because I was desperate to see some football. And I watched them against Greenock Morton and they were very poor. Um, it was good to see Aidan McGee. They missed a couple of penalties. Big fan of him. Unfortunately, he's not <laughs> playing tomorrow. He is, he is injured. I was looking forward to welcoming him Does he play for Scotland, Scotia, Aidan McGee? Does he play for Scotland? He should. He's Scottish, isn't he? Scotland and Scotland across the water, right? <laughs> uh, well, obviously, as Scotia said, the club are quite a confused lot and so are their fans confused because they seem to wave a flag of another another country but let's let's part that there I do expect it to be a hard game tomorrow but I think Rangers will have enough in the locker to see them off when it comes to quality we should be able to do them I think Martin Martin Benz my boy is a threat I do rate him as a player as soon as he signed for that team in Saudi Arabia I thought he'll be back in 18 months that's the first thing I thought was that he'll be back he's going there to get a bit of money and fair play to him but he is a decent player and he always does well against us so he is a kind of danger man for me, the obvious danger man. But Ranger, a lot of these players tomorrow will be trying to play for a place in the team on Wednesday. I think there'll be a few changes, but as I keep consistently saying in this pod, the league's where it's at for me, boys. I just want to see our full team is the strongest team. I don't think we can look at resting players for Wednesday. It's an old cliche, but we need to take it a game at a time. And for me, the most important game just now is tomorrow. It has to be three points tomorrow. You don't want to give them anything going into... Are they Sunday? Are they, are they three o'clock tomorrow? They're Sunday. They're Sunday because they They're play Sunday. I don't want to give them anything going into that game on Sunday. I want three points tomorrow. Um, so, yes, I do expect it to be a hard game. If we keep Boyle quiet, and we do, we can do, then I think Rangers can win convincingly. Yeah, I mean, can it, it's going to be a toughest test in the league so far I would say <clears throat> by well, the last one I would say was probably Livingston first game this season Hibs Hibs have Hibs have digressed they're, they're not a great team Hibs from what I just don't think they're a great team but in our heads and I'm guilty of doing it it's Hibs in my head I'm going Christ it's going to be dodgy and it shouldn't be if we play our game we should go Easter own beat Hibs convincingly we should but we always get it in our heads, so this is going to be a dodgy game. And it usually starts that way a lot of time at Easter Road. They come flying out of traps. We kind of take our time to bed ourselves into the game. And, I mean, I'd love to see the last amount of results at Easter Road, but a lot of them must be one nils to us. As I know I came out roof one last season, five minutes ago, for a penalty we scored. But they have been cagey games. What's your kind of thoughts on Hibs and what you think or how you think tomorrow can of shape up? I think they are they're at a they're at kinda of a tipping point. They could go on a very slippery slippery slope. Um Hibs right now because the, I've seen a few of them a few of the games as well. I actually watched the highlights back um of the 
Uh, I think I can't remember what I watched all the Scottish football on something anyway because I was watching the Rangers game and I just let it play and I ended up watching the Hibs and Livingston game and God, man, I, I mean, if you want, if I want to watch a very poor game of football, stick that on. It was it was horrific. But Livingston did enough to get the job done. I don't really ever criticise Livingston because purely based on their budget and the way they run as a club, like, I can't really criticise them. Um, but for the, the, the fan base that Hibs are supposedly meant to have, um, and they they constantly turn their back on the club as soon as things don't go well. Um, <clears throat> you can see that in their attendances, but Hibs were poor. I mean, really poor. Um, not good at all. Uh, they don't have very much, and they they are they are at a risk of free falling. They, they really are. They are going to want to try everything to get their league back on a kind of track. So, I mean, a draw against Rangers tomorrow will, I mean, they'll be celebrating. They'll probably release a DVD on it, I would imagine, if they get a draw against Rangers <laughs> tomorrow. So, I, I think they are, I think they might be caught in two minds, whether what they should play their usual game or they should try and defend against Rangers tomorrow. I still expect a tricky game. It's never easy going to um, going to Easter Road. It's always a tough game, and they'll always raise their game against us, like pretty much every league team in this league do when Rangers come to town. So I do expect it to be quite a tough game, but I can't disagree with anything anybody said. Rangers show up. We play a three quarters of our strongest squad. Um, we should be beating Hibs convincingly. They don't have much just now. And the big word that Ryan uses is momentum all the time. They've got none right now. They really don't. Rangers could put the... If you get an early goal, uh, I know it's always easy to say, if you get an early goal, maybe get two um, within the first kind of half hour or so, they could crumble. They really could crumble and we could end up with quite a convincing win. That's what I hope is going to happen. But you never know. It's one of those games. Um, we're going to need to wait and see. I think the team selection is going to be interesting, but I don't expect us to alter our game too much. It will be attack, attack, attack. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what teams we all pick because, again, today we've not had a, a presser again, which I've kind of noticed recently. They're, they're not having these pressers, which they used to have before league games. The interview I seen was with Geo and Sky Sports today, actually, and there was no, there was no, nothing about injuries, so it'll be interesting who we're going to pick, because boys like Davies centre-half... There was one coming coming out with Dave Voss, I don't know if it's up yet, actually. Not that I'm going to sit and watch it now, but I don't know if it's up yet. Apparently there was one coming out for RTV. Yeah, it's it's just quite bizarre how they they don't do the the press anymore. Is it it possibly something to do with RTV doing this preview show on a Friday night now? I'm just... I don't know if it is or not. Because they've just started that show, so I don't know if they maybe... Tie in with that, so it's like a not an exclusive, but it's so it's, it ties in with their show. Yeah, well, as, far as, as, as far as I'm aware, as well, the the whole the whole media price of having to pay to get access, I don't think that exists exists anymore. As far as I'm aware, I could be incorrect. I, I really don't know. But as far as I'm aware, um, what I've heard, it doesn't exist anymore. So maybe Rangers are trying to take their own control of it. Um, look, at the end of the day, as well, with Geo it doesn't give very much away. I mean, the team updates are always good. I suppose it's good to get see who's where and see if they've found where Phil Hollander and Kamar Roof have drifted off to for a couple of weeks on their holidays. Um, but it doesn't give anything away, so I don't know if there's really much to read in, into it, but I think it is due to the way they're kind of... They're hoping the way the media is going to go, but the RTV preview shows a good shout. That's maybe why this is happening. 
Yeah. It's also maybe because Gio doesn't like getting asked the same questions every single week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, is I afraid of Morelos, then? Somebody, somebody going to buy Morelos? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I actually slapped down one of the Sky reporters today, which was quite good. That was Shanley. Yeah. Shanley got it, didn't he? He got taken down a level or two, which was quite good. <laughs> he's actually all, he's actually all right. To be fair, him that Sky Sports guy, he's all right, but he's been put down a couple of times before people for agents. But um, aye, we will move on to team lineups, scores, and first goal scorer. I will go last on this tonight, so I will come to Scotia first. Team scoreline. First goal score. You're always very optimistic, Scotia, so we'll come to you first. Right, okay. Um, my team's Kenny definitely got um, Wednesday night in the, the back of my mind, but I'm not making too many change, changes to the team. I'm going with McLaughlin, Tav, Goldson, Davies, and Barisic in defence, midfield of Jack, Lundstrom, and Tillman, and then Matondo and Cholak. Now, this one. If Morelos has got a chance of being a decent oh. level of fitness for Wednesday night, I would start Morelos to get him some game time. If Morelos doesn't have a chance of having a decent level of fitness for Wednesday night, I'd play Kent. But I think I'll go with Morelos for the purposes of an 11. Sure, played Cholak and Morelos together on the same team now. Yeah, Morelos out in the right, Cholak, eh, Matond out in the left, and Cholak in the middle. It all depends how fit he is and how fit he will be for um, Wednesday, but I think he could maybe be a wee bit further away than we hope, to be honest. Anyway, um, my score, I'm going to go 2-0, Cholak, first goal scorer. Fair enough. Uh, to be fair, I do like that front line-up score shot. I, like I said to Carney in the post-match, I would have brought um, Morelos on for the last 10 minutes and kept Cholak through the middle and put Morelos out wide. So, interesting. Ryan, you're up next. You're going to Easter Road, obviously. Who do you want to see in the team? Score prediction and first goal scorer. Well, I want to see a strong team, as I said. So, I am going McLaughlin, Tav, Goldson. I've wrote down Sands. I think he's going to play Davies. Yilmaz, Kamara, Lundstrom, Matondo, Tillman, Kent, and credit to Senior Haymarch, Antonio Golak. Um, <laughs> I did not. I'll be honest, boys. I know it's a can of worms at the moment with the fans. With this, uh, I nearly called him Golak there. Uh, this Cholak and Elos <laughs> thing. And I'll be honest, I listened to you on, on Tuesday night. I didn't even think of Alfredo Morelos on Tuesday night because I thought Antonio Cholak played his best game in a Rangers oh, yeah. jersey on Tuesday. I thought yeah, he was brilliant. And I do love Alfredo Morelos. I do. But I think we're in a good position at the moment where we've not been for a long time where Alfredo Morelos needs to play his way back into this team. And yes, it sounds crazy saying that because he is a talisman, but he needs to bide his time because this boy is on fire at the moment and I think he has to play until he is not on fire. What, what was your score prediction again, sorry, in first goal score? Oh, I didn't give you uh, 3-1 Rangers and I'm going corner goals in first goal. Oh, oh. God. How, is that a header or is that a... It's a 40-yard going... 40 40 screamer, mate. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, it's a corner kick. Corner kick. Okay. 
Um, Carney, you're up. Scotia and Ryan have just said things that are never going to happen for Rangers. One, we're never going to learn how to make a set play actually work in our favour. Two, Gio said <laughs> Cholak and Morelos won't play together. However, what I will say is, I, I don't think we, I, I, I'm ashamed with Cholak, to be honest. I think he, he was tremendous on Tuesday. It really was. I think the only thing, the only reason I'm going to mention Morelos is. I thought the last 10 minutes, I even thought before they scored to make it to each, I thought you could fling Morelos on here because they looked a bit ragged at the back. They were a wee bit shaken and he could have just tried to batter the batter his way through them, really, and get us another goal. Uh, but no, I'm the same. I think Trolak has been, Golak even, Golak has been tremendous, absolutely tremendous. Uh, yes, from my team, um, McLaughlin, Tavernier, Golton, Davies, Yelmaz, Lundstrom, Arfield, Tillman, Kent, Matondo. <laughs> I just said everything about Cholak and Morelos. And the reason I'm saying that is Morelos is probably going to be required at some point on Wednesday night. So he's going to need to play football. Uh, no taking anything away from 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 Cholak. Uh, I think he's been he's been great. I think Cholak might be more effective more effective as a sub than Morelos would be. Uh, it would be harsh for Trolak not to, to start, but <clears throat> in terms of Wednesday night, Morelos needs minutes in the legs, so I would start with Alfredo tomorrow. I'm going 3-0, and I'm going Tillman, first goal scorer. Oh, I'll take that, 3-0. Um, <clears throat> okay, I'm going McLaughlin, Tav, Goldson, Davies, Barisic, I'm in Scotia's camp. Um, Lundstrom, Jack, Tillman, Matondo, because I think he'll rest Ken. I think he needs to get 60 minutes into Alfie. I'd start Morelos and I'd play Scott Wright in the right hand side. I know Scott Wright gets, but he likes Scott Wright. I'm going with what I think he's going to pick. I'm going with what he thinks. And That's I'm plenty, going to... Alistair. Plenty. Yeah, well, you're plenty about... well, I'm going to give you one more here, Ryan, and you'll, you'll not like this either. It's going to be. Another 1 0 Rangers at Easter Road, and it's going to be Morelos. I'm quite interested because it's 50 50 between the four of us in terms of me and Scotia says we'll play Barisic and you two went, we'll play Yilmaz. I personally, I'll just, just throw it out quickly before we, before we end the show here. I don't think tomorrow's the game to throw Yilmaz in. I know you'll probably go when is the game to throw yeah. him in, but I, I just don't think away Easter Road, Martin Boyle's going to be playing down that wing, running at him. I just don't think it's a game to play him. I think Barisic, as much as Ryan gets my slagging, is a bit safer there. And I know Barisic has his games up and down. That's how his song goes. But I wouldn't throw Yilmaz in there tomorrow. I really wouldn't. I think potentially Ross County coming up at home and Queen of the South on the Tuesday is the games to throw him in. Um, Scotia, I know you're in the camp and me, he's playing Barisic. Are you along the same lines as me about that? Yeah, exact same reasoning, to be honest, mate. Um, it kind of reminds me of when Sands get thrown in against uh, up at Pataudry against Aberdeen. And I think this is maybe one of the reasons that Sands has got, some people are starting to get on his back a wee bit with Sands. I've, I've found just yeah. reading messages on, on Twitter and things like that. But um, I think that's maybe a contributing factor. They get thrown into a game that wasn't really 
wasn't really suited for him. So I would maybe, like you, yeah, save um, the Elmaz for when we're playing at home for the Queen of the South game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Ryan and Carney, what, what's your arguments, Ryan, first, in terms of obviously you two pick Yelmaz as left back? Do you, do you understand uh, me coming from mine in Scotia's point of view as well? I completely get it. I think it's a great point. Um, me picking Yelmaz is not based on Borna Barisic's form. It really isn't. I know I, I, know I, I slate him. But when Borna pulls that shirt on, I'm 100% behind him. I know we have a joke about it. Whatever. I'm 100% behind him on match day. Like, I just I want him to do well. And I think he played well enough on Tuesday night. I really do. But I totally get where you're coming from. My only thinking is, if not now with Yilmaz and, T- and Davies, when we need to get these guys up to speed. And if we if we do manage to get to a group stage in the Champions League, they're going to be raw going into that group stage. And we've spent a lot of money in Yilmaz. I just... He is going to be a first choice left back. I don't. I would put my mortgage on that. I just think we need to. There's an argument for both sides, Ali, because you're right. Hibs can be hostile, and it can be a difficult place to go to. But this is this is Glasgow Rangers, and I think you need to just get in the deep end. And I would play Yilmaz. I would because he has to get up to speed. Yeah, Carney, just finally. I can't really add any more than what Ryan just said mate pretty much exactly the same he has to play he's going to need to play he needs to get up to speed at some point nothing against Borna and by me picking Yilmaz um, to start tomorrow I still expect Borna to start on Wednesday uh, I don't think there's any doubt I think it will but Yilmaz has to play we can't we can't just keep having this oh it's not the right game it's not the right game I mean it's going to need to happen because if everything goes the way it wants to on Wednesday again I'm just painting the wall with what Ryan just said we're going to need everybody we're going to need everyone so they have to get up and running now so that is my my reason for putting Yilmaz in but again nothing to take away from Borna because I thought he was I thought he was good on Tuesday night I think he got a wee bit of undue criticism um, due to the way that we were trying to play out from the back and the <clears throat> ridiculously high press that PSV played was kind of, the ball just ended, always ended up at Barisic and there was nowhere for him to go so it wasn't really his fault but yeah um, Yilmaz tomorrow but Barisic on Wednesday yeah, no, I'll be interested to see what the team is tomorrow because well, none of us will get it right tomorrow, no doubt. So it'll be interesting if no. one of us do get it right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's been it. That's us at the hour mark. So that's been a great show tonight. I'd like to thank everyone in the comments, everyone that's tuned in to listen to us, and obviously my three guests. First of all, Scott Carney. Thank you very much for coming on. No, pro- my absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you again, as you say, to everybody in the comments. Absolutely Superb. Um, love when everybody gets involved in the comments. It's always good. And yes, um, on to tomorrow now. Um, yeah, we've got about a big week coming up for sure. Uh, just a wee bit of pod housekeeping. We will be back tomorrow with a reaction pod and an actual club deck corner will return on Tuesday as well. Maybe with something a wee bit extra on Tuesday as well. I'll just leave that in the in the, the lingering background, but there might be a wee bit more coming to you on Tuesday evening as well. So thank you, everybody, and let's go, Rangers. Hope your team win tomorrow. Yep. And Scotia, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, cheers, Ali. A nice wee early game tomorrow, and it's a Saturday, so I kind of don't mind this early Saturday kickoff. Half 12 as well. It's not 12 o'clock. Mm. Yeah. So that's it's when we usually dreaded. start playing, isn't it? Yeah, the half, half past yeah, 12. It's, just, <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the dreaded 12 o'clock. And um, our Roman reporter that is going to be there at Easter Road tomorrow, Ryan, thank you very much for coming on. Cheers, Ali. Well hosted. Um, yes, very much looking forward to going to Easter Road tomorrow. Um, it's one of my favourite grounds to go to. Wow, 
fair play, Jim Sloan. That is amazing, yep, mate. Thank you very much, two Jim weeks Sloan. in a row, Jim. Honestly, two it's, weeks in a row, Jim. That's incredible, mate. It is. It's hum, wow. humbling, to say the least. It's really wow, good. Wow, wow. Brilliant. Um, lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, and I think we can... I think we can do the business tomorrow. This is our biggest test domestically this season, but um, these are the games that, that win you titles and Rangers need to go for it and get three points tomorrow. So hope everybody enjoys their, their game and as, as Carly says, hope your team win tomorrow. Yep, no, exactly. Looking forward to tomorrow. Um, once again, thanks very much, Jim Sloan. You need to come down to Viceroy one, one um, game day and we will buy you a couple of pints for that. Um yes. But no, thanks to everyone in the comments. Um, it's really appreciated. If you could like, share and subscribe. I say it all the time. We are very close to 3,000 subscribers. It'd be brilliant to get there. Um, if you could do that, it'd be much appreciated. So we have been Club at 22 of the Rangers podcast and we'll be back tomorrow with a match reaction. Thank you very much.